Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you sick and tired of high electricity bills? Anywhere from $200 per month or higher? Do you own a home or business and have been looking for a reputable solar company to give you a no-pressure-free quote? Well, contact Ethical Solar Solutions today and see why hundreds of people are saving thousands of dollars every year making the switch to solar without spending a dime out of pocket. Get your obligation-free quote today. In this episode, I sit down with up-and-coming female fighter Jasmine Parr. Jazzy is the daughter of Muay Thai legends John Wayne and Angie Parr, and we dive deep into her journey from fighting in Thailand at 15 years old in front of 10,000 people to traveling the world continuing to carry the family lineage. This is her story. Right, we are back. Welcome back to Get Lost with Nick Hefke on the Believe Podcast Network. I am here with a very special guest, the legend herself, Jasmine Parr. Jasmine, I'm going to allow you to introduce yourself, also known as Jazzy, and I will let yeah. you go from there. All right. Hello, everyone. Um, I'm Jazzy. I'm 19, and I'm from the Gold Coast, Australia. I'm a professional Muay Thai flyer. I also boxing now so my last fight was actually boxing um, i'm the current australian champion in boxing and got a few titles under my belt so yeah that's a little bit about me <laughs> ladies and gentlemen i don't think you understand this is one of the most badass 19 year olds you're going to meet anywhere around the world she comes <laughs> from one of the most unique families that i've ever had the privilege to be able to meet hang out with get close with and this family in particular her mother and father are two very decorated muay thai <laughs> legends in their respective sports and jazzy has actually taken kind of a similar path where she decided to start muay thai in particular and martial arts and how old were you jazzy i mean you were fucking fighting people like <laughs> Be like six or something, something crazy. No, yeah, I was eight. So I had my first fight at eight years old, but um, I've been training pretty much my whole life. But I had my first fight at eight, fought again when I was nine, started taking it seriously when I was probably like 10 or 11, and then I've just been sticking to it since. And now I'm 19, I've had 27 or 28 fights. Yeah, I've been pretty, I've been pretty lucky. I've been able to fight all over. Um, I fought in Thailand three times, England twice. I fought in Canada once. So it's pretty, pretty cool. Okay. So, I mean, just hearing that just blows my mind. Cause I mean, let's <laughs> be honest, like how many 19 year olds in the first place have even traveled to that many countries, yeah. let alone fight in that <laughs> many countries at the same time. So not the traditional path that, a, you know, a general 19 year old, especially a 19 year old girl would most likely take, but I find it unbelievably fascinating. I think it's super fucking badass and it's Thank awesome you. to continue to see you grow and watch you, you know, develop as a fighter, but kind of walk me through how that all came together. Like, 
what initially got you started in martial arts? I think it's a given, but kind of yeah. walk me through yeah. like how, you know, maybe you didn't try it once or twice or three times and say, all right, something different. But, you know, how did that all come together? Well, when I first like started training, because I've always been in the gym with my parents and they've been always training pretty much for my whole life anyways. So I was kind of always just like in the gym and hanging out with my friends at the gym and just training and whatnot. And when I was growing up, I did try lots of different sports. I tried soccer. I tried dancing, I tried touch football, but nothing was exciting for me and like as fun for me as Muay Thai. So that was like, <laughs> okay, I think this is what I want to do. And like, even when I started fighting when I was younger, I was still trying to do other sports like gymnastics or whatever, like just trying to stay busy, but I kind of always got sick of those things and I never really got sick of training Muay Thai and that's like my one love. So yeah, I kind of just got to it and started a bit better when I was a bit older and a bit disciplined and yeah but now I'm still doing it now and I still love it like but um yeah it's super exciting like all the paths that it can take you like yeah it's cool it's a good sport I love it dude I love it so walk me through what about Muay Thai really continues to keep you engaged like I mean what in particular is like, I guess, your favorite aspect about it? Is it the fact that, you know, you get to continue the lineage and continue to, you know, learn from your parents and fight for the gym and, and have that kind of sense of glory attached to the experience? Or is yeah. there another element that you're just like, dude, when it comes to Muay Thai, this is what gets me in the ring. This is what yeah. allowed adrenaline to come in. Like, walk me through that. Um, It's kind of just like... So when I was growing up, my whole kind of goal was just kind of to, I always wanted to get as many belts as, as my parents, which was like, I don't know, I think I'm kind of just driven towards the goal, where, whereas now I'm a bit older. I've kind of changed my mindset a little bit where like, I'm not too much worried about the belts or anything, but I, I do want to make my transition into MMA. So that is, that's my goal at the moment. So I'm lo I love Muay Thai. I'll always love Muay Thai. I love everything about it. I love the discipline, the respect, just how hard it is i love winning winning's fun but now like as i'm a bit older and i'm trying to make a future for myself mma is definitely what i want to do i feel like i have a lot more opportunities in mma and a lot more money that can be made kind of like a whole lifestyle around it which is pretty cool and of course i'm not just doing it for the money but it's something that i want to do for a very long time so if you get paid good you can do it for longer so it's like i'm not doing money i'm also trying to think of what i can do long term whereas muay thai i love muay thai but the money isn't the best and it is something i definitely want to do forever so for as long as i can maybe not forever probably won't be 90 and trying to kick people or try and give them a take down <laughs> come on jazzy of course you will be i believe that you will <laughs> Dude, throwing them high kicks at 90. I love it. I love it. So walk me through the transition into MMA. I mean, going from Muay Thai into MMA, I mean, kind of walk me through some of the struggles that you've endured, maybe the biggest change up. Like, how are you finding the transition so far? Um, I'm finding it like, because I've been doing Jiu-Jitsu and MMA for a little while now. It's been about like five years on and off. But I've really started to take it seriously probably two years ago, but then that's when I had my injury. 
So I had my hip injury, which has been the biggest pain in the ass. But my goal last year was to start MMA. Or maybe it was 2020. It's like a whole other year now. But 2020, I think it was right before kind of COVID hit. I was super keen to start my MMA journey and just really get into it, fight as much as I can. And then I had my injury, which I was kind of just, it was there, but I was kind of just imagine it wasn't there and kind of keep fighting. But then when COVID happened, I was like, okay, maybe it's time that I need to take a little step back. So now um, I'm slowly getting back into it now after I've had surgery and I've done my rehab and I've had two more fights. So I'm hoping by the end of this year I can get in the cage at least once. But we'll see. We'll go with the floor. Dude, I can't wait. I can, you know, I'll be rooting for you. I think you're going to absolutely shine, kick some fucking ass. Can't wait to watch you have your hand raised again. But, um, all right, I just wanted to circle a little bit more into your international traveling and fighting overseas. Okay. I want you to kind of bring me through that experience a little bit. I mean, how old were you when you first fought outside of Australia? Hmm, good question. I think I was, I feel like I want to say 14 or 15. And my first overseas fight was in England. It was really, really cool. So um, I'm sure you know Andy Housen. Oh, yeah, he's, dude, from, he's a legend. Yeah, Andy Housen is a legend, yeah. So he is a good friend of, like, my family and everything like that. And we're pretty much like family. But when I was a bit younger, um, I was pretty, like, lucky. He gave me the opportunity to fight over there. So I got a few sponsors on board as well as like Andy helps me with like accommodation and things like that. And then I made my way over to England, had my first fight overseas, and that was for the Intercontinental title. So the ICO Bell, I don't know what like the actual organization is, but um, yeah, I won that. So that was pretty cool. Having my first fight overseas as well as winning as well as for a belt. So yeah, it was cool. And then the girl I fought, she was super tough. Um, it was a little bit different because we had shin pads, gloves, and head. head I don't think I wore a headpiece. The other girl did. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. I, I really loved that fight. I was like, why does she have a head cut on? I was like, she wanted to wear one, but I didn't want to wear one. But cool, the rules. But I'm pretty sure over there, their rules are pretty good. Like, you have to wear headpiece, chest piece, elbow pads, shin pads, and then big gloves until you're, like, 16 or something. So when I went over, I was a bit younger. So he was like, you got to wear the, wear the everything. So, okay. So you, so you head over there. I'm sure mom and dad were both with you as well. Or was there only one pair? Of- so usually my mom, like when I travel and I'm fighting, my mom stays here. And she just looks after the gym and looks after my brother and my sister. Um, and then my dad takes me over. And um, this one, I was a bit younger anyways. He would take me over and then stay with me the whole time as a coach as well as dad. So that's good. <laughs> so what was that like? I mean, having dad and mom as coach growing up. There was a difference between when it was at home and then at the gym. So kind of when I was at the gym, it wasn't really mom and dad. It was kind of just like my trainers, which was fair enough. I kind of liked having that look at it. But when I was at home, of course, it was mom and my dad. And then the same as when I fight. Like my dad always says, like, when I went in, it was always dad's gone it's the trailer he tries not to like he doesn't get nervous or anything like that he's just like yeah this is my shoot i know she's been training hard um she's done all the right things to get where we are now so he kind of just like believes in me as a trainer rather than like a scared dad in the corner dude i love it i mean i've always wondered especially for you know 
just your younger days when you were going through and you were learning growing up in the household and you know especially with you know knowing your parents as well as i do and training with them for two and a half three years and learning about what that whole family dynamic was like i thought it was super badass super special and it's really amazing to see that whole kind of fight family dynamic come together you know, I've been really fortunate to be able to see it with the Gracies and, you know, I've yeah. seen it with a few other fight families from which I've just gotten introduced to here in Rio, which was super fucking awesome. And, um, you know, it's it's really awesome to see that whole kind of family camaraderie Sorry. come together. So the next question I wanted to ask you, Jazzy, is what was it like in Thailand when you were out in Thailand training, fighting? I mean, how old were you when you made it out there and had your first fight? Uh, I was 15 when I went to Thailand for the first time. I was meant to just go over with me and then one of my friends are from the gym. So we were meant to just go together and then I got a fight and then so my dad was like, oh, I'll come fly over so I can watch you fight in Thailand for the first time because it's pretty cool. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Like, come over. And then he did end up coming over, but then like the first day, that he was there, he went for a run with me and he didn't wear any socks, but he had like a little cut on the bottom of his foot and then that gave him like that really bad infection in his leg. So no. a whole spanner in the works. And then the first time as well, I got so sick. I had like the typical Thailand like gastro, is it gastro where you're like vomiting yep. and stuff like that. And this was like two days before my fight. So that was like my first experience in Thailand. And then I like seen my dad that night and I was like, dad, I'm so sick. Like I am literally vomiting my life. Like, and I cannot stop being sick. And he was like, oh, I don't know where like, a hospital or anything is around here because we were kind of like far out. Like we weren't really in like the middle of the city or anything. And then he was like, just go to bed and then try and go to bed and we'll talk to one of the trainers in the morning and see if we can take you to the doctor. And then when I up, I went and knocked on my dad's door and my dad was gone. My dad ended up having to go to the hospital because his leg was like so bad. And then, um, yeah, but like it just traveled really bottom of his foot to like the top of his hip. So it was like he did a Uno reverse card and then he went to the hospital and I didn't. But um, yeah, it ended up being okay. Like I refueled as fast as I could and tried to drink lots and lots of water and then ended up having to get. It was really cool, actually, a really cool first experience to fight over there. So I got to fight, I was in Bangkok where I was training and then I flew all the way to the other side of the country to Surat Thani, which is like near Kokoi. So yep. then I got to fly from there to there and I fought at um, the Muay Thai Festival and it was really cool. So I think there was like 10,000 people there and then it was like a massive festival and then there was a fight and it was on ITV, like live. It was super cool experience. So um <laughs> It was really cool. Uh, it was a really good first experience. I got like paid a decent amount for fighting in Thailand for the first time. So that was cool. Got a little paycheck. And then, yeah, I won. I fought, um, you know, Wonder Girl, she's in one championship now. Absolutely. Yeah, so I fought her and I beat her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that yeah, was, dude. But she, like, she's a lot bigger now. Like, yeah. Like a lot bigger than me. She grew up. I stayed small. 
Well, dude, well, welcome to my fucking world. I mean, everybody <laughs> in my family, same shit. I'm still waiting on fucking pretty yeah, here, right? My Five. So yeah. Yeah, so dude. I, yeah, I, I know what it's like, but dude, I still think you win that second fight if it ever happens. So, <laughs> you know, put that in the works and then go and get a W, but like, I yeah. mean, just allowing, processing all of that right now is crazy. I mean, 15 years old, yeah. you are fighting Muay Thai in Thailand in front of 10,000 people where your parents, especially your father, was such a renowned legend in that sport. So the standard is so high. And, you know, you still coming out on top and still being able to channel all of that and still be able to win that particular fight is just amazing. And uh, it says a lot about your mental strength. And, you know, I think it's super badass that you're able to do that. So, you know, I mean, do you have... Any other plans to head over to Thailand or Asia anytime soon? Yeah. Or what are the travel plans you got coming up? I would love to go back to Thailand. We, me and Rocky were actually um, saying that we did want to go back. But, like, it's so hard with, like, COVID and that the rules are pretty full on, like, with the quarantine and things like that. So it's, like, just kind of difficult right now and it's so unpredictable everything's so unpredictable it's like one minute our country's open next minute everyone's locked down it's like i don't know we, we do really want to travel but i definitely wanted um us both to go to the states which would be amazing um and then hopefully we can go to thailand eventually we both really want to go to thailand so it's good. we've got the same goals training hard trying to get to the top Dude, I, I hope you guys get there. And that was the next topic that I wanted to bring up is your little, or is your love affair right now with uh, with Rocky Ogden, who's also a fucking legend, especially Muay Thai. I mean, yeah. Rocky is one of the top up and coming Muay Thai fighters to come out of Australia. Man, yeah. I mean, he's been in some unbelievable fights. He's been in some unbelievable situations. Love watching yeah. him continue to grow. He's got a fucking super sick story as well from having a yeah. gym over in Thailand and, you know, living and training and, and fighting in Thailand and being very successful at it. So, yeah. you know, how did that whole thing come together, Jazz? It kind of just all fell into place because me and Rocky were friends for, like, I think three or four years before we actually got together. But, um, yeah, we're just, like, good friends hanging out all the time. And then um, eventually things kind of just fell into place and we ended up getting together and then staying together. And, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. We're, like, we're, we're both really on, like, the same kind of track of goals and things like that. So it works really well. And he supports me and I support him. And he's having his um, first MMA fight coming up, which will be really exciting. And this fight's going to be really good. So I think March 19th. So that'll be, do you know Eternal MMA? You might of course. Know. Yeah, yeah. So Eternal, he's fighting on Eternal MMA. So Dude, fuck yes. I'll be rooting for him like crazy. You know, I love I love the Ogdens. You know, it's uh, a funny story about Rocky. And this comes right back over with his brother. And so... <laughs> I when I initially met Rocky, we were setting up for I forgot what the event was. I, I don't know if you were fighting in that or not, but I'm pretty sure this was Josh's first MM or first oh. one time fight. And uh, 
yeah, I told your mom that I'd help with setting up. Just I didn't really have much going on that Saturday. So me and Rocky were helping Nick set up all the chairs and do all this, you know, kind of doing all the setup work. And he's telling me the story of how this is Joshy's first fight. And I'm just like, oh, fuck yeah, dude, we're going nuts. And he's telling me how he just lost a shit ton of weight and how he started yeah. training as well and how he helped him be able to lose all that weight. And he was, you know, right there in his corner. Josh ended up fucking winning the fight. And yeah. uh, it, it was sick, dude. I just saw Rocky going absolutely nuts on the or right in his corner. I'm just real far. I'm blind drunk at the same time. So, yeah. of course, I'm being loud and stupid. But, uh <laughs> Yeah, dude, that was that was that was at the same time that he was still in uh, Kosamui when uh, when he was training out there. He was just he had like just gotten oh, back from Samui. Rocky. Oh, sick. yeah, that's cool because he had, he had a gym in Kosamui. Yeah, and dude, I I yeah. always wish I could have been able to go out there because uh, I, his trainer, the dude that uh, like his lead trainer. In a small yeah. fucking world, it was a guy that I was training with in Phuket, in Patong really? Stadium gym, prior to coming into seeing you guys. How cool is that? It is such a small world, hey. It, right? It's always and, like little coincidences, and it's like, you know me, because I know him, blah, 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 blah. It's like, what the heck? That's I know, cool. dude. It's, it's crazy. All right, so Jazzy, the next question that I wanted to ask is, now that you're moving directly into MMA, what are some goals that you have about potentially going into MMA? Is there a certain amount of fights that you're looking to fight per year? Are you looking to continue traveling while fighting? Is there, is there any special news that might be coming out from that end? My goals are to fight as much as I can, win as much as I can, just get up the ranks. I really, really want to get to the UFC. That's my end goal, 1,000%. Um, I've always said that since I was, but I never kind of knew when I wanted to kind of make the jump. In my mind, I was kind of like, I'll wait till I become a world champion in Muay Thai. And then once I'm a world champion, it's like, okay, I've kind of done my thing here. And then one day kind of me and Rocky were having a sit down being like, we kind of like don't really have to wait. I may as well just do it. And he, he's already a world champion, so he's, he's killing it. He's doing amazing. I'm not a world champion, though, but I would love to just make the move to MMA now and it's so fun just learning a whole new sport obviously it's so similar and it's still martial arts but it's so cool to learn like so there's so many different like endless in MMA I feel like like you learn all these different things and like it, you learn enough to get you through um, a role or whatever and can get a submission but it's like never ending skills it's amazing that's really fascinating I really really like MMA I love it so, Jazzy, there's one question that is still kind of burning inside me that I really would love to ask. And, uh, and this is going to go out to all the, I guess, females that are currently or watching this podcast and who might follow you on your social media or, you know, watch you on YouTube, especially uh, for some of your fans. What are some advice or recommendations that you can give any other girls who are interested in potentially doing martial arts or especially Muay Thai? How can they get outside of their comfort zone and take the first step and start, you know, a program or, you know, get involved, especially if they're afraid, especially if they've never been hit before? What are yeah. some advice that you might be able to give them to maybe step outside of their comfort zone and just finally walk inside of a gym, wherever it is they might be in the world? Yeah. 
Um, I don't know. I feel like just just do it. Like I know it's easier said than done, but like if it's if you want to get out of your comfort zone, as, and as soon as you do get out of your comfort zone, you're gonna grow. So as long as you stay, as long as you're in that little bubble, you're kind of just doing the same thing, and you're gonna just do the same routine every day. But as soon as you get out of your comfort zone and do something that you wanted to try for so long, or like a whole new sport, it's especially martial arts. It's amazing because you got like the discipline, you got respect, you can lose weight, like you can get super fit. Um, you get the confidence as well for being, like you got the skills as well now. So it's like walking on the street alone, you're not. So, like, oh, I don't know how to defend myself or anything like that. And God forbid anything does happen like that. But I feel like especially as a woman, you, you kind of always have that thought in the back of your mind. If you're walking down an alleyway by yourself, like you're walking in the dark by yourself, you're kind of like, I feel a little bit uneasy. And I feel like I've been in some of those situations like the majority of us women have. But I know in the back of my mind that if something does happen like that, I have that confidence in myself that I, I know how to defend myself and... Yeah, but as well as just going back anyway, even if that never even happens for fun, it's a great sport. You make new friends. You're getting fit while you're doing it. I don't know. I, I feel like once you start and everyone that does start, you get addicted. But it's just that first bit where it's like a whole new environment and just trying to learn something new. It's always scary. No matter what you do, it's scary. But once you start, you got this. Dude, I love it. And Jazzy, I think you're one of the best role models out there, especially to young, aspiring girls who are trying to get into martial arts yeah. or have somebody to look up to, especially for somebody who's been successful into it, who's, you know, been... I guess, uh, rewarded in a lot of positive ways because of what martial arts has brought to your life. I mean, the amount of value it's brought to not only my life, but to a lot of my direct network and, you know, big, big name friends and stuff like that. I mean, it's really awesome to see, you know, just you continue to grow from what martial arts has allowed you to do and yeah. the doors that it's allowed you to open. I think you've got an incredible future ahead of you. I can't wait to continue to see you continue to flourish within, you know, what I think is going to be your destiny to be another world fucking champion, just like Rocky, just like Wayne. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see it. And uh, I just wanted to ask the last question. This is the very yeah. last question I ask everybody I'm trying to keep this to a half an hour. So what is one thing that you would like to be remembered by? Um, that's good. Hmm. I think mm. I'd be remembered as myself because, okay, I understand I got my mom and my dad. I love them both dearly. And they have had their own journeys, which is amazing. And I look up to them, of course, because they're my parents and they've both done amazing things in the sport. But Growing up, it's always kind of been John Wayne's daughter, Andy Parr's daughter. I kind of just want to be Jazzy Parr, which I understand. Like, I understand I'm always going to have my parents' last name, and that's legacy. But, um, and I feel like now, from my last fight specifically, I'm kind of being recognized as myself for the skills that I have and things like that, which is, which is nice because I kind of just want to have my and I want to just go with the flow and see what opportunities are going to come for me. But, um, yeah, I just want to be remembered as me, as a good fighter and works hard and puts all their heart into the sport. And if you're doing that, usually it pays off. So I can't see why that can't happen with me. I love it, dude. I love it. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, this is one of the best 
trainers that you can find, especially if you're new to martial arts, if you're new to Muay Thai and you're looking at, you know, maybe having some exclusives, a person to train with. Jazzy is one of the best trainers out there to help you get started, to help you really sharpen your skills. I mean, if you're looking to learn par Muay Thai, if you're looking to learn a lot of uh-huh. weight style, and that's something that, you know, a lot of people were curious about, especially throughout my travels from when I've left the gym. I mean, I couldn't think of anybody better to be able to learn from other than Wayne and Angie themselves. So continuing to see that lineage be passed down, watching you, especially with what you're going to be able to do in boxing. I know you just won your first boxing fight, which is fucking awesome. And, um, you. you know, I can't wait to continue to see what you're going to do in MMA. Like I said, you got a great future. So we're going to end it right here, Jazzy. Is there anything else that you'd like to say or add before we cut this? No, nothing in particular. I just want to say thank you for having me on. We've been trying to do this for a little while now. And, um, that was really fun getting to talk to you, especially you're all the way overseas. And um, yeah, you're a legend. And thank you so much for having me on. Dude, likewise, I can't wait to see you guys again. And you guys yes. come beat the shit out of me over at the gym. <laughs> okay. oh, yeah. And uh, dude, I look forward to it. And uh, dude, thank you again, Jazzy. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Get Lost with Nick Hefty. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with all your friends and make sure to tune back next week where we have another epic episode for you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.